Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for the privilege to hear your word. Speak your word to us. Let us hear clearly from you. Let us receive instructions from you. Let us receive revelation from you. Oh Lord, deposit yourself into us. Give us the divine revelation of the divine trinity through the Holy Spirit who is our comforter, the teacher of truth and our helper. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, I want to pick it up from where I stopped last week. And last week, I was talking about drawing from the wells of salvation with joy. Drawing from the wells of salvation with joy. When we talk about praise, many people easily tend to assume we are talking about music. But praise is not simply music. Because um, if my scriptural memory serves me right, in Matthew chapter 15, let's go to 15 verse 8. Matthew chapter 15. He said, these people draw near to me with their mouth. Okay, let's all read it out loud. Let's go. Let's start again. Loud. Did you see that? Now, uh, be careful you don't fall into the category of these people. Any of us can fall into that category. These people, they actually draw close to me with their mouth. And practically honor, honor me. Oh, Lord, <laughs> oh, here I am to worship with my hands lifted up. Oh, Lord, they actually honor me with their lips. But the key component that makes heaven recognize what people do is disengaged. Their hearts are actually far from me. So their lips are here. You see them ticking all the boxes, crossing the T's and dotting the I's of spirituality, church activity. But they know how to do it, but their hearts are far from me. Most of us have praised God, have spoken in tongues, have given Without our, our, our hearts not being after it, just, 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 just go through the motion. And it's very easy if you are in church to move into that state. You can be a praise and worship leader. You can be a, 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 a praise a team member of the praise and choir, 
uh, and it's very common with instrumentalists. They do the thing, but especially those who are who do it just for pay. They do the thing, they do the thing, they do the thing, but really it's not expression of their heart. They just enjoy what they are doing. But look at how God describes this kind of worship. The next verse. What does it say? The next verse. So he said, in vain, the worship. Listen, kneeling down doesn't mean you are worshiping. Jumping, bouncing, somersaulting, and acrobating. It's not a reflection. Doesn't mean you are actually worshiping. Do you understand that? It doesn't mean singing. You see the way I was standing here singing with my hands lifted up. It doesn't mean I'm worshiping. I can be leading you in worship and me myself not worshiping. That's when you find praise and worship leaders who can praise when they are not on stage. Jumping, lying on the floor and rolling for Jesus actually doesn't mean anything except you have been rolling in your heart. (laughs) And it's what out of the abundance and the overflow of the heart is what is happening. And when we come to church, we are singing. We sing the songs which are supposed to be your testimony. So we, we are, um, uh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. It's actually your testimony. And the song is there to help you express your heart desire, your intentions. Other than that, what you do will be nothing but just surface. But if you can engage in genuine worship or actual praise, actual praise brings down heaven. You can't praise and God not show up. It's, It's not possible. It's just like Touching live wire. They're both positive and negative. And it doesn't do anything to you because it's just, today is not in the mood. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. You cannot genuinely praise. So if you give something that calls, it's called praise. And you are not seeing the, the manifestation or you are, you are not experiencing the signs of his presence, physically manifesting, then you have to revisit what you define as praise. So, you, you, we can come and sing because you like the song and you are happy about the song, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have joy in your heart. Joy is based on, is actually... De- the spirit, it's from the spirit. Whilst happiness is from happiness. So happiness is based on happiness. Why joy is based on your faith, 
or your relationship so with the Holy Spirit. So David, when he sinned against God in Psalm 51, he says that, he said, cast me not away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit of it. The next verse, verse 12 says, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. There are too many people in church whose joy is so flat. And they, they tell you, I know what I'm doing. Bible says pride goes before fall. When people begin to fall, you notice that nowadays your church attendance is becoming wobbly. Or and the excuses are very powerful. There are some excuses people give you, you know that this, you can't say anything about it. <laughs> For three days I've not had heating in my house and they're coming to fix it on Sunday morning. So I had to wait for them. Can you say no? I had, my landlord said he was coming to meet me in my house for a very important meeting because he wants to sell the house to me. And he can only come on Sunday morning. So, you see, when you, when you were so joyful about the things of God, you wouldn't stay. Okay. Bible says pride goes before a fall. People, when people start backsliding, the first thing they say, tell you is, I know what I'm doing. They tell you, don't, I'm in control. No, don't worry. It's fine. I'm fine. I've been praying. The fact that you don't see me praying loud doesn't mean I don't pray. <laughs> no, I know it. See, I've been in this thing for so many years. They tell, the fact that you don't see me jumping and then doesn't mean I'm not excited about God. Okay. <laughs> Excitement without expression Results in depression. <laughs> if you are genuinely excited, you can't hide it. You can't hide it. You know, you can look at a, a gentleman and you can tell that this guy likes this lady. God, there are people in this service today and in the church now, they are increasing, they are losing their joy of salvation and they are Targeting to get a man. Working very hard. If you make a mistake, you sit by them during church. Cross their leg properly. They'll cross their leg on you. And then, when Pastor, you know, Pastor tends to say something that are funny. Then they will laugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or if they don't come follow you like this, they will, they will rob you. <laughs> hey! hey, sisters, you know I, I, I'm growing in this. I'm growing in this business, so I'm beginning to find out a lot of things I didn't know. I used to think we all just come. We are loving Jesus. Oh. Just, uh, no, no, now I've gone past that. The other side is true. Because you are genuinely worshipping God, but you yourself don't trust your feelings. And you want me to trust your feelings? <laughs> because have you noticed of late? You can't just get him out of your mind. It's someone's husband too. You don't know what is wrong with you. 
unless you don't see him standing here singing, yeah, then you, you, there's something is troubling you. And you don't know what is wrong with you. You just don't know. It's your care group leader, but you just can't control yourself. You don't know what is wrong with you. You don't know. You just don't know. Come on. Go to another care group. Leave that care group. Move from that care group. And stop the pretense. <laughs> when we say, let's take our selfies, let's take our pictures. You pose yourself intentionally somewhere. And then when they put the pictures on WhatsApp, you go and look at the picture and you extend your own and his own or her own. You begin to, you just watch. Oh, nice, you are watching the sister. You are watching the brother. And you are wishing in your head. The devil is a liar. But most of you who have not been in church for long, you think, oh no, how can someone, oh. The people you see in Tesco are the same kind of people who you find in church. Just that church, our approach is different. Everybody has to put up a certain front and, you know. Faith clinic, the ladies, they dress and really come for faith clinic. And, and as soon as you say receive, they go. And you have to say, ushers, ushers, ushers. Oh, you just said receive, they are already going. It's the brother, it's not the spirit. It's... You know they'll be falling. You know they'll be falling. Sometimes I'm wondering why you have to come from the house in a certain shape, state, and then you come <laughs> See, when I stepped there, people began to change their addresses. And to, because they didn't think I would be coming. Pastor Joshua, am I not speaking the truth? You are speaking the truth. So, you are coming to prayer meeting. You know that maybe you'll be called in front. You know that you'll be parambulating in prayer. Okay? So, when you're dressing from home, take that into consideration. So that you can be even fine without other external clothes. Because we can see all the lines and everything inside. Now you have to... And you wait. Some people... No, people who are new is different. People who are new is different. But you have been in church... Long, you know what's been happening. <laughs> why are you using the point here? Is why are you using that to grab a man? You are foolish. Why are you trying to spoil our revival? Why, why, why? Pastor, 
Pastor, but you don't know how I feel. You don't know how I feel. I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't know. Is the devil wants to destroy your life? And you put on some maturism. And I found out, you know, some people even come for setup. Not because they want to come and set up. I know it. I know it. I know it. There's a reason why you come for setup. You come for setup and busy setting up, and you are in. I'm lying, you don't know what you are doing. In God, we don't do it like that. The people who are desperate to use all kinds of foul means to grab a man, it will not, God will not, it will give you some strange person. I, I pray God, don't, don't, don't ignore him. Ignore. And some of the brothers do the same. join the ashes so that when they are falling you can you can you can be catching you can be catching them and you're always at the back we are praying you are watching who is trying to fall and you are watching you are watching people you are watching people. you pray watch and watch and watch and you are praying oh, won't anyone fall in fact that sister if he falls I'll really help her <laughs> You know what I, I'm saying? Some, it, it looks like, oh, no, it's not so. It's ordinary, normal human beings who are here, okay? Normal human beings. And some of us, our feelings are very unruly. Very, very uh, devastating. It has fought so many things in your life, and it still now doesn't want to leave you alone. You are in church, the thing is still following you. Reckless targets. Pastor Frank standing there taking testimony. You will spare him. You, you, you are not listening to the testimony. You just, oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, am I the only stranger here? Particularly, you know, we have a lot of young. So, Brother Ebenezer has arrived in church immediately. The all, all eyes. It's like, you know, what's the name of that animal? The one that. A meerkat. Meerkat. He's standing there. And so how that other sister is looking at him. And some go as far as this one. This one. Wow. And some of you, I'm going to say something very strong, but I need to tell you. It may, it may not 
be sound like harvest, but it's better. Some of you, since you were 13, 14, 15, you have never known how not to be in a romantic relationship. Every time, once you exit one, you're already entered. It's like you jump, you connect trains, you know, from one train, you enter another train. And most of these relationships are very active in high-charge emotions. And so I'm making a point. So some of us, most of us here, have never known how to stay six months without a woman or without a man. And now you are in church. Now you are in church. And you actually realize that that guy or that lady relation was toxic. So you have abandoned it. But, you know, when, when you are drowning in water, kind of, and you are trying to hold on to something and you can't find it, any other thing that counts. <laughs> Whether it's a care group leader, <laughs> praise, the, praise the worship leader, or prophet. I mean, I mean, the, the, and you come, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether he's married, she's married. I mean, no, no, no. You are, you are, you are, you don't know, how, and you are so charged looking for her. Now, what I said I was going to say, which you didn't think it would be. Some of you, you have exhausted a lot already. So maybe the next three years, God is going to teach you how to be dry. Because he has to re, re, reinstall a lot of things that have gone loose and that, that have been. Be thankful for wherever you are. It makes it fast God because you recover fast and never pay the day you marry or the season you marry to the time someone is marrying because you end up having a lot of heartaches and not just heartaches you end up becoming a victim to a lot of people by the time you realize you have attached yourself to somebody who doesn't love you and you don't understand why he doesn't love you. And when a woman is infatuated with you and you don't like it, they get very upset with you. Someone came to, when we were in Grace, someone came said, this guy, this gentleman is very proud. He's very naughty. And you know why? It's be, he will, she will say it, but we hear it. It's because she made up, she joined cleaners. She joined everything to make sure she's always around. The guy didn't mind. She very got upset, can't stand the man. Oh, but you know, ladies, don't you know that's how you are? (laughs) (laughs) Pastor, what has that got to do with praise? That's why your praise is not working. Because even when we are praising, see, you are preoccupied with grabbing. Some people are here, they're dressed to church, not visitors. Some people who are church workers, they dress to church. When you were dressed, you had some people in mind. You, know, you want to join the usher so you can position yourself. Shame on you. You want to join the choir so that you can position yourself. And when, we, when the choir leader puts you at the back, you are not happy at all. So you can't smile. Because you want to come in front and show your vital statistics. But, you see, listen, the point I'm making is, why have you hijacked the work of God for something like this? It's not a blessing. It's not a blessing. 
Some of you probably that's why the thing has been delayed. Because when God was ready for you, you were you are not ready for God. I see God visiting you. Is someone getting what I'm saying? I don't know how I ended up here. Because we are we are a church of very a lot predominant over 80% of us are very young, very attractive, very nice looking. Very nice looking, beautiful, gorgeous. One of the pastors, faster friends of mine who has been coming a woman, he says for courage, everybody is beautiful. Is it not the truth? Yeah. I mean, look, look at the retinue of ladies here. Wow. And all of these ones, about 90% or 95% of them are available, single. Yeah. Oh, you don't like it, but you don't say thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for your own to come to. I'm telling you. Most and very pretty at the flower age. So they arrive in church and they realize that, they, they arrive in church and they realize that ah, they are good guys in town. Responsible guys. They, have you noticed that when you come to church and you begin to love Jesus and then you notice how some men are genuinely in love with Jesus? They are nice people like Brother Kobe. Yes, with intelligent, they, they treat women well for some reason. You realize, oh my gosh, I just love this man so much. Oh my gosh, oh my, I've not seen this kind of man before. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so you have changed K Group Center. You have moved to some place. Let me say this last and I move on. If you have a feeling, you have feelings for somebody, it's just normal and human. Get over it. Yes. Grow up. Yes. Some of you, you see cars, you like it, you just watch the cars and they go. Would you have to uh, hire a car and chase the car following? <laughs> Realistic, you see nice things that will appeal to you in the matters of taste, you don't have a choice. <laughs> so, something will grab your attention, it's okay. It's okay. Don't say, Ah, if I had seen this one, I wouldn't have married this one. It sounds extreme, but I'm telling you, it's so true. It's so true. I can be screaming, praise the Lord, hey, hey. And oh, at the end of the day, this praise will not work. Because something has actually hijacked your focus. Romance. We live in a sexually charged environment. Everything is about, it must be about romance. Everything about romance. Everything must be about romance. So everywhere you are going, there are people walking in London, they are, in, especially in the city, very charged. Very, very charged. Sexually charged. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
is the only thing we'll be talking about this in church. We have to, we have to meet you at the point of your need. <laughs> because I suppose you agree with me that your emotions can destroy, distract and destroy your life. If you live by your emotions, and sometimes your emotions can tend to have the better part of you. And most of us have grown up not knowing how to deal with our emotions. So anything my emotion says, I flow it. Everything I flow it. And it's ruining your life. It's ruining your potential. Don't you agree with me? So we need to let you know now. If you're having extreme emotions, one is human. It doesn't make you the worst of a person. No, it's human. But you have to put in intentional strategies to manage that thing. Other than that, you'll be humiliated. Other than that, you'll be hurt. Other than that, you'll do something, excuse me my language, very stupid. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Someone, this wedding has been announced, you go home crying the whole night. And you don't even know why you're crying, but you're just crying. You're sad. Why? Do you like, do you like him? No, I don't like him. So why? You, I don't like her? No, I like her. So why are you crying? I'm not just happy about it at all. It's called emotions. So understand people. But you have to take responsibility for your life. Other than that, you'll be growing, you'll be making a lot of mistakes, and you'll be going like someone sitting in a rocking chair. Movement, uh, activity, but no progress. You can never take my, you would, how do you say, you can take my praise away, you can take my praise and take away. If you're believing God for marriage, when they announce marriage, rejoice. But most of the time, when your joy goes low, this becomes a struggle now. When your joy goes low, your flesh begins to rain. And sometimes you deceive yourself to think, I'm okay. You are not okay. You are actually not okay. You are putting up a front. Church, we are, church people are good at putting up a front. We are good. Hallelujah. That's not saying these things because of me. But who, why should I be? Who, who should I go and talk to? Because he heard something about me. You're so important. What I hear about you determine what I preach to all this number of people who are here. Take it in good faith. And you believe when I prophesy, I'm receiving it. And when I'm, I'm correcting you, I'm teaching some things that will help you. Maybe that's why your life is the way it is. Is that I'm wallet? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying something very profound. I've been a pastor for a while by God's grace, and sometimes people's conditions don't change because of the stubbornness of their heart. Grace is here to help you, but stubbornness of heart. I've seen this. First time preacher, your face is like a, a magician whose magic didn't work. 
where my heart is. Where my heart is. I better save somebody's life and leave the one who doesn't want salvation. I will save the people God has given me to save. Look at the, 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 the sacrifices most of us are putting in to see revival happen. So I owe God and this congregation and London and this generation the responsibility of addressing some things that the enemy can use to infiltrate and slow down the revival. Because I said it before, let me say it again. It is not only good for gardeners to hate, uh, to love flowers. They have to hate weeds. So much as I'm talking about the flowers, I have to attend to the weeds everywhere and create some weeds so that the flowers can be free to grow. Your life will blossom. I prophesy to you that your life will blossom. Your life will blossom. It will never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Somebody clap for the Lord. It's so important that you keep your joy afloat. Protect your joy. Some of you, some people have been telling you things. Bar them and ban them. Because you know, every time you are excited about the things of God, your joy is right. They come and tell you something that spoils your joy. They tell you something, oh, look at us, and it spoils your joy. And you have noticed them. Bible says, mark them and avoid them. So you have to, it's my responsibility. My wife knows it. It's not everything I like to hear. Some things I just, I'm not interested. She said, I said, let's leave this. Because to come in just this table, trouble my joy. And then now you have to work yourself into it. I, I prefer to protect it. Sometimes invasion may come without you being aware. But that's okay. When it comes, you have to get yourself back in the flow of joy. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Yes. Tell someone, be joyful. Be joyful. As I, I showed last week, joylessness is the reason for the harvestlessness. Joylessness. The, 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 the fruits are ripe, but to bring in the harvest, Bible says, last I showed last week, in, in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, he said, Therefore, with joy shall you draw out water from the wells of salvation. With joy. You have to draw from it. But it takes joy. It takes joy. Someone say joy. Praising God, a fundamental requirement for praising God is joy. James chapter 5, verse 13. James 5, 13. I would like us all to read it from the screen, if you can, please. James 5.13. Uh, let's, let's, let, let's, let's read it. Let's go. Let him pray. All right. Give me King James. King James. Let's say, let's go ahead. Let's, and one more time, please. The, re, the fundamental reason or the base of your singing must have merry joy. 
are you happy? So in other words, singing, okay, singing to the, uh, to the glory of God, singing psalms to the glory of God must have joy behind it, some gladness of heart. So he said, are you in trouble? Pray. But are you merry? Ah, it's good because singing must go. Have merry, joy behind it. In Joel chapter 1, this is a serious text I'm about to quote. In Joel chapter, Joel chapter 1, verse 10, 11, and 12. Verse 10 says, The field is wasted. The land mourns. Can you imagine a land that is mourning? Serious <laughs> one. The land is not happy. The land mourns. For the grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. The oils fail. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. The land is mourning. The grain is ruined. New wine, dry, new wine dried up. Not the old wine, new wine. Dried up. Oil fails. Go to the next verse. Verse 11. Be ashamed, you farmers. Well, you vine, uh, uh, vine dresses for the wheat and the barley because the harvest of the field has perished. Harvest has perished. Be ashamed. Why should you be accused or be blamed? Why, if they say be ashamed, that means you are to, at fault. But you don't make them grow. You don't make the, uh, um, the oil fail or the oil uh, become the, the wine, whatever. You, you, don't, you don't do that. So why is he blaming you? He said, be ashamed, farmer. Be ashamed, you farmers. Wail, you wine dresses. The vine, sorry, vine dresses. For the wheat and the barley. Yeah, be ashamed for the wheat and the barley. Why? Because the harvest of the field has perished. Your harvest will not perish. Amen. I said your harvest will not perish. Amen. When your harvest perished, it results in shame. Regret, sorrow. Now, verse, put it back on the screen. Because the harvest of the field has perished. Look at verse 12. Let's all read verse 12 together. It's dry. Uh, the fig has withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, the apple tree. All the trees of the field are withered. Surely, joy has withered away from the sons of men. Now, give me the King James. King James puts it better. He says that all these things have happened because joy is withered away from the sons of men. When joy goes, other things will follow. The harvest cannot be brought in joylessly. The harvest of the field perishes because joy has withered. Does that make sense? Why the devil targets to make you down? Put Make you look down. Never celebrate, I'm down. I'm down. I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm down. Never celebrate that. Because it's the reason for many people's undoing. I'm down. Yes, as a human being, there are times things will happen to you and it it's really will affect you. But never celebrate, I'm down. Every time your mantra is, I'm down. Things are bad. I'm not happy at all. I'm down. <laughs> And sometimes we wait 
people will wear their moroseness like a cloak on them. You see them, you know something is wrong. As I stand here, if there's something wrong, would you even know that? No. No. Bishop Oedipo said something. He said, some, I think during his birthday, some people said, we thank God, and we thank God for Mama, your wife, for having encouraged you this far. I said, never. My wife has never had the need to encourage me. <laughs> said, never. My wife has never had any need to encourage me because I've never been discouraged. I'm always excited. I'm always excited. I go to the service, they are all, years ago, the service, she was not there. I went, when the service started, he said, he go, and when he came home, the wife was, how, how was it? He said, powerful. The place was powerful. The wife had excitement and expectation. The second time, the same, third time. So the fourth time, I think, she got a time, she said, let's go. She went there, and she said, ah, is this what? What's going on? <laughs> the, yes, they used not to use chairs. They used to use benches. The benches there are more than the people who are there. And yet, he's excited. Excited. It's necessary. Bible says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Things will not always go the way you expected. But guess what? Rejoice because God has got your back covered. God has got, tell someone, God has got my back covered. Say it again, God has got my back covered. Praise the Lord. For your, for our, there are different ways we can express our praise. In fact, let's look at my, my foundational text. Isaiah chapter 12, from verse 1. And in that day, thou shalt say, O Lord, I'll praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw out, uh, draw water out of the wells of salvation. In that day shall ye say, "Praise the Lord! Call, call upon His name, declare His doings amongst people, uh, amongst the people. Make mention that His name is exalted." In that day, so. Praise is expressive. Then you begin to exalt amongst the people. You say, don't come and you, you, you are in church. Your heart is it's time to praise God. But, you know, you are just, <laughs> when people say I'm very gentle, they are, oh, I mean, I'm very gentle, you know. It's, 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 it's a state of the heart condition. We are all gentle about a lot of things. But there are some things we are not gentle. We are not gentle about some things. Things that get your heart, <laughs> you are very crazy about it. Different, different, different things. <laughs> Actually, some people can't wait for church to be over for them to go and watch football. Yes, yes, football. I just said football. <laughs> because they're just crazy about today's match. I'm sure there may be some match somewhere today. 
crazy, excited about the match. I can't wait. Some are here, and then every now and then they check on their phone. They are trying to check the scores. Crazy about it. Crazy about singing. Crazy about fashion. Some of us come to church. Some people come to church mainly for fashion. But okay, that's fine. Keep coming. You, you, I, I believe you grow out of it. It's, it's good to be fashionable. Some are crazy about different things. Some are crazy about screens. Yeah. You know, but then in, in, in the order of priority, things, you know, uh, things, uh, some, uh, some things come before others. In the order of importance. So you may be very excited about your job, but you will not trade your God for your job. You, you understand that? You, I, I, so there are people who say, oh, I just love my job. It's amazing, fantastic job. I just love my job. Or I just, I just love my car. I, I just love, love my couch. <laughs> Even though it's cold, you love your couch and you want to have some breakfast in bed and stretching your legs. It's too late now. You are born again, so it's too late. <laughs> you, are, you have lost that independence. Being born again means you have lost your independence. I, I get what I'm saying. So, we are crazy about, but the thing that you should be most crazy about is God. And you don't have to be apologetic about your excitement for God. That's one thing I am very thankful to God. I never lost since my youth. I'm very thankful to God because I know a lot of friends, colleagues, who have lost their excitement to God. They sit with you and pastors, they sit with you talking and the thing that talk about, right, we have to be smart. No money, we need money. Ah, you think a pastor is talking about money like a, a, an oil dealer. <laughs> <laughs> you can start out right, but it, it, you are not guaranteed being always on the right path. It's the principles and the association you keep that can guarantee, can guarantee what path. Because if you are friends with some people, there's no way you can find yourself somewhere. Right, right. Let me give you an illustration. Pastor David Oyedepo, by God's grace, I have a good relation with him. He's a good friend. Bishop Oyedepo does not tolerate ministerial nonsense. <laughs> So if Sunday morning I feel like today I'm tired, I'm resting in bed, I, I won't be picking Pastor David's call. God, what are you doing here? I hope. Or I've started, I've gone to, I've allowed wear some beard, wear some gown, and I started coming with prayer shawl. Then I cover my head and I come. The Lord is here. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I, I can't be doing that and maintain and keep working with people like the Oedipus. Because they can't be endorsing that kind of crap. <laughs> you organize service, like others do. Organize service to believe God that today there will be a lot of money. Ah! It's serious. It's serious. But there are many people who, who started outright, but have detoured. So you can start outright, but detour. There are some of you, when you were joining the praise team, you had a heart for God. Had a heart for God. 
I will do God's work. Oh God, anything you say, wherever you send, I will go. Wherever you send, I will go. Anything you say, I will say yes. It's sad to note, as I told some guys, and I've said it in church before, the thing, whatever can destroy your destiny, for most of the time, much of the time, it's already inside you. Wow. Wow. It's already wow. inside you. I'll explain it. Divorce. How many of us are not yet married and are hoping to divorce when we get married? Oh, nobody. But the way you are programmed from home. Eh? So that, that divorce that you never want is already waiting inside you. The attitude that guarantees divorce is inside. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's already inside. Sometimes God has given you, you have seen signs why your ex-relationships kept failing. Maybe that thing is it's a sign. You have gathered it from home already. You develop, it's like, that's how you are. So I mean, that's how I am. And so sometimes God will send you to a pastor who says something's wrong. To keep robbing you, and you are you are you are used to being robbed in a, a way that you normally don't like, but it's helping you. By the time you get married to this woman, who is like, uh, <laughs> you know what, a tiger, or married to this man who is recklessly responsible, you won't get married to an irresponsible man. But, but you know. A man who sometimes don't know what is in his head. You know, when you are married, you tend to find out about your husband most of the time. Ah, what was in his head? I don't know what was in his head. How many wives understand what I'm talking about? Don't lift your hand, but... It is very... Sir, it is very easy To not wanting to and not be able to like convince yourself, I can't respect this man. But you are married to him. Some of us don't know how to respect men, but you are desperate for a man. <laughs> and the way you are going, you only you see your body. Your body will, will he will lose interest very early, right from the early days. Because at, at this age, look at what's even happening to you. <laughs> Don't worry, things are getting better. <laughs> things are getting better. For the Lord is all the truth. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have We have a greater, a great percentage of people in our, in our midst because of the modern generation who have become victims of domestic or marital failures. And it's not their choice. So maybe your, your grandfather, your mother, or your father, it's not your choice. And you, some of us are grown up in a very bitter 
within a very bitter parentage. Your parents are bitter against it. They don't live together, but bitter. For some reason, some of the bitterness gets passed on to you. Your mother's frustration about this man or man or your father, now that she has grown, she can't stand the man. And she's passed on to you. And you have grown because of one or two experiences because you went in prematurely. You have also developed this idea about men or idea about women. I can tell you, you will not succeed in marriage. So to cut corners, they say, oh, I'm not interested in marriage. I just need a partner. I mean, give and take. I give, you give me, I take it, and I give you. As long as you are tired of each other. But life is not programmed to be like that. How many of you ask one people who come and use you? You don't want it. But you have been programmed to look for somebody to use them. So are you surprised nobody is coming your way? Or the one that has come your way is getting very frustrated. I'm just helping somebody. Helping somebody. Maybe this whole challenge of marriage eh, is not another prayer you need. Maybe someone has to draw your attention to your approach. Because, to be honest, you are very genuine, but genuinely ignorant. Very genuine. So someone needs to draw your attention so that 10 years, 15 years, 20 years later, you don't look back and say, ah, if I had known this, I would have had. Then you realize that you made a lot of mistakes. Because things could have been okay, but it was your fault. So that's why I'm going 20 years ahead. To help you. Tell the crowd, you say, they won't clap. They are, they are doing their makeup because they have to make something up. And most of them have been in church for quite a while. So there's a lot of high tension. <laughs> high tension but at least I respect that it's better to desire to get married than to look for someone to use you and use them it's honorable so it's okay to be looking for it I can't wait for the day I'll marry it's honorable if that's your intention and desperation, why don't you clap for yourself Every now and then, I, nowadays, I don't really preach title or marriage. But every now and then, we have to talk about it. And child care and, child care and other things. And some of us, the way we are raising our children, they won't continue in church. They won't continue in church. Because you are very phony. You have dual personality, schizophrenia. What you are in church is different from what you are. You can lie like a demon. And the children can see through all that. So they are not interested. And then later on, they find themselves somewhere and then you have to then raise prayer. Oh my. You started it. When you have made your face like a, a baboon, when the pastor was preaching, you are upset. You are passing this thing on to the child. And later on, you come asking us, please help me with prayer for this matter. I don't know why human beings sometimes, you know, in this generation, 
Permit me to talk the way I'm talking. In this generation, we have been trained to be so self-centered. Everything must evolve around you. So when you, when you are even self-destructing, we can't tell you. We can't tell you because you are a very precious customer. We, we, we have to. Do you understand that? Oh, you, yeah. We value your Titan offering, so we can't. We can't. Hey, but you know that what this gentleman, even though he may say it the way you have never heard it, and the way you really don't like it, you know, actually, I, it's actually, I need it. You have to thank God that I have never been intimidated by your face. Some of you are quite new, have been coming around. Listen, I love people so much. I care so much about people. You can't be in trouble and me have peace of mind. No, 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 no. That's my weakness. I care about people. So it gives me the audacity to address people so they don't get into troubles that will affect me too. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? But listen, it, it will be well with you. Amen. I said, you will never be put to shame. Amen. It will be well with you. Amen. Shout a living amen. amen. Joy. Say joy. joy. Say joy. joy. And so your praise must be expressive. Sometimes it comes through singing. Chapter uh, 12, verse 5 of uh, Isaiah said, Sing unto the Lord. For he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. So sing. Expression of praise. Yes. And an expression of praise can come through music, dancing. All right, singing, music, dancing, shouting. In fact, verse 6, 12, chapter 12, Isaiah 12, 6. It says that, cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Hallelujah. So cry out and shout. He's talking, this, this, this chapter is about praise. Yeah. And has given us different, various forms of praise. It's about praise. It's necessary. Quickly. Quickly. For praise to be sound, number one, you, it must have joy. It must be joyful. Number two, it, there must be gratitude. That's why I started with, be thankful to God. Things might have not gone the way you wanted, but thank God, at least, things are not the way they used to be. Be thankful to God. Some people at your age are very sick. Very unwell. Very unwell. Some people, when they are at your age, their children were all very well and well. People, things have happened to people, and you are far better off. I don't have a job. I don't have a job. I don't know why. As for me alone, I don't have a job. I, I finished uni three years now. I still don't have a job. At least, thank God. At least, thank God you were able to finish with a degree. Some people could even start. I know people who, in, 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 they were in uni and examination time, they went mental. Having been, very intelligent, having been able to recover 
up to now. So as soon as you begin to realize that life is a gift, not a right, it helps you to be more thankful. Oh, probably. I don't know how many of you have visited people in a hospital intensive care. I don't like that place. When I was a child, I thought I'd be a medical doctor. I didn't know that it was actually a different doctor. I thought it was a medical doctor. I just don't like seeing sick people. When I see someone sick, walking out, it bothers me so much. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a clue to what I've been called to tackle. I can't stand people sick. When I go to the hospital, and one of the things I just don't like is bleeding. And can you imagine, I thought I would have been a doctor. I just cast the blood, no! And you know, some of those health um, channels yeah. show ambulance. I won't watch it for anything. No. Wow. But sometimes you go to the hospital and you see how frail people can be. There are some people here who work in the mental hospital. You can see a beautiful lady who's gone off. Beautiful lady. Handsome young man, agile man, and everything is gone off. And they are self, they are destroying themselves, cutting themselves, and, and it's heartbreaking. We must be thankful to God. Yes. I don't know why I keep losing my hair. Thank God, at least there's a replacement. You can. Many people here, it's a cap they are wearing. But it's okay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I get what I'm saying. When you complain, you keep God away from you. First Corinthians 10 10. At least you should remember that. Yeah, easy to remember. First Corinthians 10 10. Well, let's go to verse 9 at least. We, we are coming to 10, but let's start from verse 9. Now let, let us tempt Christ, as some of them, that's those in the wilderness, tempted and were destroyed by the serpent. Now let's go to the next verse. Nor complain, as some. Give me, I prefer, uh, complain, okay, but give me the King James. I prefer the memo. Give me King James. Nor, uh, neither memo ye. As some of them murmured and were destroyed. Memory exposed them to destruction. Complaining, complaining, complaining. Bible, uh, 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 one wise man said that the Israelites did not enjoy all the, the sweetness in the manna, not because it did not contain the sweetness, but because whilst they were eating the manna, they longed for something better. The reason why you are not enjoying your marriage is because you, you think the other person is better, would have been better. The, the grass is greener somewhere, but the water bill is also very high. Yeah. 
Astra Tef. Maybe <laughs> you are fixated on Astra Tef. Listen, you just take your withered grass like that. <laughs> With all the brown patches. Take it like that. And believe God, work on it. Because there will always be a reason why you should complain about something in your life. Complain about your, that your daughter, about your son, about your husband, about your wife, about your job, about your, um, your body. About your account. About your certificate. You don't have a lot of different shoes. So then when they said this department, we are wearing this shoe, it's become a problem, you don't have it, you're always complaining. At least thank God you have legs to wear the shoes. So when we come and we are praising God, remind yourself about how God has been good to you and give him praise. It's my genuine praise is born out of gratitude. When there is no gratitude, joy begins to fizzle out. Gratitude fuels joy. As I normally say, if you can pause to think, you will have a cause to thank. Thank God. Thank God for your family, okay? Stop remembering that you are not born in the royal family. There's nothing you can do about it, and nothing will change about that. Thank God for your family. Thank God for your husband. Thank God, at least, you are here soon. Yeah. Thank God you are here. You've not bought your, ho- your house yet, but at least you, are, you, you sleep somewhere and people don't know your sleeping condition, but at least we, we are all this, everybody. Some of us have complained about our family members and complained, complained about your mom, complained about your dad, complained about your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, is even the worst. After you marry, you realize that you have not married an angel. You should have known that by now. Actually, you are more, you probably may be more of a problem than the one you are claiming angelic, uh, 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 angelic status from. Reverend used to say something I will never forget. He said one day his wife was asleep. He woke up. You know, sometimes you wake up and your wife or your husband is asleep. And he looked at his wife. <laughs> he looked at his wife. Hey! You know, when you love somebody and the person is sleeping, they look so nice. Like your children. Some of you, when you see your wife sleeping, you, <laughs> like you see your husband <laughs> But <laughs> so you are worried about it's about to snow. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Be grateful. Though. Some people will pay anything to have that husband. Some people will pay anything to have that, uh, that wife. Some people will pay anything to have that daughter you have, which you are complaining and complaining and complaining and demonized. Yes, there are issues with your daughter, issues with your son, but somebody won't pay any. You give me an arm robber child. I'd like it like that. But you know when you love someone and they are sleeping, it's always so adorable. Oh. And then sometimes you go, they are sleeping. Oh. 
<laughs> is it not so? Yeah. You do it, husbands, you do it a lot to your children, but not your wife. Repent. <laughs> Repent. You are an ungrateful husband. Grateful husband. For God to give you such a human being. Like that. It's, it's your wife. He doesn't appreciate me. No, leave that first. You just thank God that you have someone who doesn't appreciate you. <laughs> Some people don't have anybody. You at least you have someone. The person may change to start appreciating you. Learn how to do that. When your wife is asleep, go inside. Don't do other things. Just. <laughs> And they wake up. They say, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you think you are doing? What do you think you are doing? That's all you think about. What do you think? <laughs> like you are going seeking me. <laughs> and I say, oh, the le- your legs are nice for me. And she will look at you. And then you go. Hey, hey. What is it? You two are, let me sleep. <laughs> then you turn and face the other side. You are, you are upset now. And say, Pastor, say I should be grateful for this. This kind of thing. How can, I, how can I be grateful for this kind of thing? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. All this. What's the meaning of all this? You wake up, you go and bath, you are going to work, you shut the door, I'm gone. Or you are waiting for Hurry up, we have to go. Time is not. What are you doing there? Why? 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 Hurry up! (laughs) Yes, I will leave you to take the bus. But sometimes you have to ignore that and keep your suffering. And thank God for your suffering. Some people just want somebody to say that me too, this is my woman or yeah, this is my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They don't have it. Yeah. You have got someone. It's always there. Yeah. Always there. He comes home, sit down. And looking at you, and you are, he leaves the socks for you to pick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. Reverend is to look at the wife. And he said, hey, so is this being Eastwood? God, you gave me a woman to marry. I'm thankful. Even if you have given me a goat, I'll be grateful. God, I'll be grateful. Yeah, he said it. He said, even if God, the way he, he knowing his background, and who, even if God had given him a goat, he would have been thankful. And God, you gave me a whole human being. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Learn how to say thank you to God. Before you say, God, you haven't done the other one. No? Say, Lord, thank you for the others you have done already. And I know in your own time, you make everything beautiful. I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity you've given me to talk to you. Forgiveness of sin is a big thing to be thankful for. Big thing to be thankful for. God will forgive you your sins. So you have to be thankful for forgiveness of sin. And also thank God for covering you. Because if your enemies have found out what you did, even when you hadn't done anything, they are looking for reasons to destroy you and accuse you. 
and you made a, a serious mistake and went and did some things, thank God nobody knows. Yes. Thank God they don't know. And I pray, as you thank God, they will never get to know. Those who don't like you and they do investigation, they try and fish out, figure out things, they figure out, fish out things. By the time they find out, when they have to use it against you, a major trouble comes in their life. They don't even have time to handle your own. One thing you should be thankful for is that God covered you. Because if your husband had found out, or your wife had found out, or your mother had found out, or your boss had found out, or if the police had seized that computer, You know, the other time you made a serious deal, very bad deal. If they have found out, if things have been exploded, what is it? Direct prison sentence. <laughs> there are people who are seated here, they have escaped prison sentence. Yeah. And you are here, you thank God. Yeah. You, you, you are thinking, oh, the weather is too cold. God, no, no. Thank God, I don't have a husband. I don't have a Thank God, you are not in prison. Have you seen someone in prison doing wedding? <laughs> you go, I'm going to do my wedding and come back. If it's important, no, they are not allowed to go and bury their loved ones. Yes. And the, not everyone in prison, uh, no, no, not everyone out of prison is better than the one in prison. Some people in prison are even much more decent. Just that they took a certain turning that was not good. Have you forgotten how if you had made that turning, that bus would have crushed your car? Suddenly you have forgotten. Have you forgotten when you are going for the interview and you overslept because you were watching so many, so many movies at night. You overslept and you prayed that, Lord, let me not miss this train. Let me not. And you, they, they normally we shut there. But for that reason, the train didn't close because there is this man whose back got, got caught in the train. <laughs> and you entered. You were praying, God, please. God, please. God, please. I don't want to be late. Even this morning, you were praying that, Lord, let me have a parking space. And after you got back, you come and sit there. someone with a heart of gratitude. When you are grateful, praise is, you tend to be naturally praiseful when you are grateful. Be grateful. Thank God at least you have a church you can attend. Thank God. Thank God you have a church. We are telling you about praise from the Bible. But I didn't like the way in the pastor said that. Is that all you heard? Is that all you heard? I didn't like it. Drop it. Think about the ones you like. And if you didn't like anything, pray that God, I like you. <laughs> but are you, are you an, are you get what I'm trying to say? Gratitude. The Bible says that Abraham was, uh, was not weak in faith. Romans chapter 4. Verse 19 and 20, particularly verse 20, said, Did this stagger uh, the, the promise of God? Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4, 
verse, nine, verse 20, not staggering at the promise of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Giving glory. It takes faith to keep your praise going. It takes faith to keep your praise going. So gratitude, faith. Then the next one is praise is a sacrifice. Do you hear that lady's testimony? Uh, 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 who was it? Yes, she said she was expecting to hear something from the bank. So when she wanted to, so she went for K group. They prayed. Still nothing happened. She saw it. Uh, faith clinic. Eclipse, nothing happened. And then he said, um, he came to church. And then prophecies. Nothing happened. So Monday, some of you didn't hear what she was saying. That's what got my attention. On the after after waiting for so long, the Monday instead of being down, she was waiting. Nothing was happening. She decided to. Just switch into praising God. That's what, that's what is called sacrifice of praise. When things are not going the way you, are, you want them to, but still, God, I will still praise you. In Psalm, 40, in Psalm 34, verse 1, it said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That requires sacrifice. To bless God at all, I mean, not sometimes, so. Hmm. All times. <laughs> when you're crying, Lord, I still bless you. I still thank you. I don't understand it anyway, but I still thank you. Now, bless God at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse, verse 15, it says that continually giving to him, it said that by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Sacrifice of praise. So don't let your praise end in church. Take it home. On the bus. In the bathroom. When you're watching television, in your office, when you're driving, oh, it's a good place to praise God. You've listened to a lot of radio. Put in some praise on. Start praising God. Because the nature of your work, in the morning, you are, not, you are very busy. Some of you must have some headphones. Create your own praise and worship atmosphere. Bless God at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be with me. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I wanted to continue to talk about the benefits of praise, but I have to end here. I believe you can praise God. You can never take my praise away. It's a choice. It's a choice. Choose to praise God anyway. When you are down, you are down, and the enemy thought, I have got him. Still be praising God whilst down. Be praising him down. You can't praise God and stay down. Right. Because when you praise him, he will raise you. Hey. Praise God. When things are down. You. you see, I said something some time ago. Because when you are, you are down to nothing, God is always up to something. something. Yes, yes. Praise him. Thank him for your health. Thank you, Lord. Thank him for your family. Yes. Thank him for your children. Thank him for your job. Thank you for that account. Thank you. For your skin. There are so many things that now you can be thankful for. 
So many things you can be thankful for. And as your heart is with joy, Lord, I thank you. When you thank God this way, it must be heart-born, joyful, praise, in faith, sacrifice. And then heaven's open. Then you see harvest flowing. Harvest flowing. I see that's going to happen for you. Yeah. Is somebody very thankful? Yeah. We are going to just not ask God anything. In a few minutes, you're going to rise up, lift up your two hands, and we are going to, we are going to just thank God with my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise with a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless you, oh Lord. I don't know if you can identify what I'm saying. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise with a heart of thanksgiving. I will bless thee, oh Lord. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise with a heart of thanksgiving. I'll bless you, O Lord. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.